Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation, Rock and Roll Friday. Count down the number of Rock and Roll Fridays left in your life. I don't know how many there are, what, five, six, seven, eight? So enjoy every Rock and Roll Friday that you can. Because they won't be here eventually. They'll be gone like everything else, like America will be gone. They asked Joe Biden, will he disclose his position on the Supreme Court uh, packing? And he said he'll do it when the election is over. He said he will do it when the election is over. He will disclose whether he wants to pack the Supreme Court illegally, the way FDR did. FDR tried it. It was turned down by his own Democrat Party. So we're on the verge of a revolution. We've been in the revolution for quite a while. As you know, I've known this. I've told you about it for a while. And we're going to talk today about what will America look like a year from now. What do you, the listener, see coming if Harris should win? Because make no mistake about it, uh, he's the fake candidate. He's the front man. He's the Joe that they think the average moron white man will vote for. They have so vilified Trump. They have so glorified this putz, Biden, that they think the average moron mechanic, truck driver, idiot out there will vote for Joe because he's a nice alternative to mean old Trump. But he's not the candidate. He's the stalking horse. Or the real stalking horse is Harris. The Pelosi machine is behind the scenes waiting for Biden to be removed under the 25th Amendment so that Pelosi can run America, pulling the strings on Harris. I've said this a long time ago. I said it from the beginning. I don't need an extra halo around my head. They're too heavy to begin with. What do you think is coming for this nation if the Pelosi machine takes over this country in the form of the hologram in the basement, Joe Biden? Now, today is Open Mic to Mic Friday, and we're going to talk about what will America look like a year from now. What do you see coming? Pelosi is using the same tactic the Soviets used to suppress dissent. She's declaring the president insane. Eventually, she will declare everyone she disagrees with insane. And I ask you, should we have term limits for House speakers? Should there be age limits for all politicians? Like, what age should they stop talking? Should it be 80, 75, 76? When you see a woman like Pelosi, and, and I've told you this years before, I've studied this. I learned this in grad school. The first thing to go in an older person is their judgment. Pelosi has lost her judgment. It's shot. It's blown. For her to come up with this 25th Amendment at a time like this and say it's not about Trump shows that she's lost her balance. She's lost her judgment. So I ask you, should there be an age limit for all politicians? Of course there should be. 
There are other topics. We're hearing a lot about the Michigan kidnapping plot of Governor Whitmere, and we're being told it was right-wingers and Trump. Well, guess what? The militia members are self-described anarchists who hate Trump and hate the police. But the vermin in the media like Jake Tapper, the filth like Wolf Blitzer, the communists in the media like Chris Wallace, he's actually not even a communist. Chris Wallace is just a fool. He's a useful idiot. He is a tool of those behind the scene. They're reporting that the kidnapping plot was conducted by right-wingers who support Trump. The opposite is true. They were left-wingers, anarchists who hate Trump. They hate the police. Well, I have some other topics I want to talk about today. If you go to my website, you'll see some of the stories I'm going to talk about in addition to these. I know these are grim assessments. I know most of you are not interested in them. Serious topics don't really sell in America today. If you look at the most popular subjects on Twitter, the most popular reactions on uh, Instagram, TikTok, they're about the seven or eight-year-old level. If you show your abs, you have more hits than Albert Einstein would describing the theory of relativity. If you exhibit your breasts as close as you can on a daily basis, the number of hits on, on, on these sites goes through the roof. Basically, they're softcore porn sites. Social media is primarily a softcore porn outlet is what it really is for nine or 10 year olds is what it comes down to. And yet uh, we go on them. We do the best we can trying to get out the information. So I'm going to ask you to join the conversation. Anyone who gets through the call screen of Jim Verde today gets a free copy of my crisp new book, Our Fight for America. Why am I still telling you about the book? I called it our fight for America. The war continues. But no, it's the war has just begun. If, God forbid, Trump loses and the polls don't look too good, if the polls are to be uh, believed, it doesn't look too good. If he loses, the war will have just begun. They will come for your guns. They will come for your speech. They'll come for your freedom of assembly, which they've already done. In this case, uh, Cuomo now becoming an overt anti-Semite, attacking Orthodox Jews. He attacked the Orthodox Jews, calling himself a leader, an Italian, a man of Italian heritage. He didn't even know how to parse it. Why did he come for the Jews in New York? Admittedly, the rate of infection is fairly high amongst Orthodox Jews, but as I you know, elucidated for you the other day on the program, I did the research from the New York City Department of Public Health, Health itself, and I sh- looked at the zip codes, I looked at the infection rates, and they were higher in Hispanic-dominated areas in New York City such as Corona Queens, which gave us the psychopath occasional cortex. The left-wing communist maniac cortex was elected by illegal aliens primarily in Corona Queens. Their rate of Corona in Corona is higher than that amongst the Jews. That's the data. I didn't make it up. I quoted the data. So instead of saying that, what did Cuomo do? He attacked only the Jews because they're generally compliant. So who is the dictator in this country? Is it Trump? It's not Trump. How did they dare call Trump an anti-Semite? You know, I hear more Jews say this. I, I want to strangle them. I want to reach through the screen and grab them by the collar and slap them in the face and say, are you out of your mind? Trump's daughter married a wonderful Orthodox Jewish man. Trump's grandchildren by his daughter, Ivanka, who he loves very much, are Jewish. Jewish. 
And you sick left-wing Jews have the nerve to call him an anti-Semite? You don't look at what Harris says about Jews behind the scenes? You don't look at her support for Black Lives Matter, which is an anti-Semitic Marxist organization? No, blind. Blind and deaf and dumb. So we'll ask ourselves again, what will America look like a year from now? And I'll give you the answer. We know by now that the lockdowns are not really working. But we know that these fanatical fascist governors kept extending them anyway. These dictators like Whitmere, Cuomo, either consciously or not, wanted to see the populations reduced to dependence. They wanted to transform America from a nation of small towns, small businesses, and a prosperous independent middle class to a third world socialist hellhole with only two classes, the poor and the party. That's what life was like in the ex-Soviet Union. Do you think there weren't rich people there? Do you think Joseph Stalin lived in a poor, low-cost apartment like the slaves he ruled over? Of course he didn't. He lived in luxury, making use of dozens of dachas, or summer homes, when not in his luxury apartment in the Kremlin. If you were a high-ranking Communist Party member in the Soviet Union, you lived like royalty. If you were not, you scratched out a subsistence living and kept your head down, lest you run afoul of the party and heard a knock on your door in the middle of the night. How can anyone not see that this is where Biden and Harris are taking us? The middle class is being destroyed by the Democrats. The multinational corporations are overwhelmingly run by woke liberals. Oh, yes, you heard me. The multinational corporations are overwhelmingly run by fanatical left-wing liberals. They're being bailed out while independently owned small businesses are targeted for destruction. You don't need an MBA from Wharton to know how this turns out. The multinationals will acquire all the market share being lost by your local restaurants, barbershops, music stores, shoe stores, auto repair shops, and theaters. There will be nothing left owned by the people who live in your neighborhood. It will all be owned by Wall Street and foreign elites who are free to buy as much stock in those companies as they wish. I have just quoted to you from the most important billboard document you can have in your hands in the few days that last before the election. It is from my book, Our Fight for America. It's in the chapter, What Will America Look Like a Year From Now, pages 55 and 56. So let me continue, because I think the words are too good to ignore. This is what awaits us, America, if we do not resist. We will be reduced to an impoverished, joyless existence, wearing face masks, suspicious of our neighbors, working for distant elites who own everything and live by a much different set of rules. Like the ranking party members in the old Soviet Union, they will not suffer with the rest of us. Social distancing isn't a problem when you can afford to pay for accommodations in restaurants and other public entertainment venues that can survive at half capacity or less, so no one is within six feet of anyone else. No, the beautiful people aren't going to suffer. You are. The only caveat I will provide to this grim look into the future is Officer Greg Anderson's warning. There are still patriots in this country who will not go gently into that good night. Right now, the shows of arms are largely symbolic, but don't kid yourself that it will end there. Remember, the American colonists were reluctant to go to war with their own British government until the government put them in a position where they felt they had nothing to lose. I pray to God our left-leaning government, should Biden-Harris win, does not put our bold peasantry in that position.
This is Rock and Roll Friday in the Savage Nation. Enjoy it while you can. Back in a minute. Savage. Synthetic identity fraud. You ever hear of that? Synthetic identity fraud. It's one of the fastest growing financial crimes in the United States. It happens when criminals use a combination of fake and real information to create an entirely new identity. See, they combine real personally identifiable information, such as a social security number, with a fake name and address. They open bank accounts, seek credit, or even obtain health insurance. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. Now, you could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit. That's a good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can find out if your information is on the dark web. Go and get your free dark web scan at LifeLock.com scan. It's free. And then pick the plan that's right for you and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code SAVAGE. So that's a free scan at lifelock.com slash scan. And then 25% off with promo code SAVAGE. Lifelock.com slash scan. Promo code SAVAGE. The cluster is a predominantly ultra-Orthodox cluster. Uh, the Catholic schools uh, are closed because they happen to be in You're that listening cluster. listening to a Mussolini um, named Cuomo. The, the issue is with that ultra-Orthodox community. He's attacking uh, This the is Jews. not a matter of religious freedom, right? I don't Mussolini care if you're is lying. a Roman Catholic, you're Jewish, you're uh, Muslim, you're an atheist. Uh, you have to follow the rules of the state, the laws of the state. This fascist bastard... Cuomo is picking on the Jews specifically, and he has the nerve to lie to you. He just said he doesn't care if you're a Catholic, Jewish, or Muslim. Let me prove the lying bastard is wrong. May I call him a lying bastard? Is that illegal under FCC rules? I am not going to live through another Holocaust without standing up for these innocent guys and women. I made a commitment when my children were born that if the Nazis ever appeared again, no matter whether they were marching with a Nazi flag or with a Cuomo flag, I would say what I had to say and do what I had to do. I'm not going to roll over to this bastard. And I can prove he's an anti-Semite right now. I had a story for you on Wednesday and a video for you on Wednesday dated August 20-something in New York City where Muslim men stripped naked to the waist were dancing in the streets and holding each other in celebration of Muhammad's grandson. No social distancing, no masks. And this bastard governor said nothing about them. You know why? Because he's afraid of the Muslims. And there are more Muslims that vote for him than vote for, uh, than Jews do. Oh, liberal Jews only vote for him. We know that. The only reason he's picking on the poor Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn is because they generally are conservative and generally vote for Trump. This is a hate crime. Cuomo picking on the Orthodox Jews while letting the Muslims dance half naked in the streets in August in celebration of Muhammad's grandson is, defini is the definition of a hate crime. In any sane time, 
all good citizens would stand up for the poor Jews being picked on. But they don't. And then he goes on to lie about kidnapping Governor Whitmer, saying it's right-wingers and Trump supporters. The evidence to the contrary. They're anarchists. They hate Trump and they hate police. They actually support anarchy is what they support. And yet, this lying governor, Cuomo, says that it's Trump and Trump fans. Listen to him in clip four lying like Mussolini did in the great days of the ex-Mussolini empire. Listen to it. Look, the president fans the vision. He does. He no always meatball, has. You do. No meatball, you do. Meatball, uh, you're lying. KKK and they're lying meatball on the, on bastard. Sides. No, the KKK is not good. Racism Liar. is not good. Discrimination is not good. Kidnapping is not good. I don't Violence know how he gets away is not it. good. Uh, I see it here okay, in New stop. York. Stop. Oh, no, go on. Finish it. Political interference with this ultra-Orthodox community that we have on our clusters. So again, he picks on Trump and the Orthodox Jews. And yet liberal Jews in New York vote for Cuomo. They're going to vote for Biden. Once again, liberal Jews are on the wrong side of history. Once again, reform liberal Jews are committing suicide. Once again, they don't even know what the hell they're doing. Once again, they're falling for the big lie against their own people. History is repeating itself all over again. All over again. Let me repeat the facts if you miss them. The largest rates of the disease in New York zip codes are in Hispanic communities. I studied the zip codes and the coronavirus infection rates. The highest in Hispanic communities like Corona Queens. He did not go into Corona Queens and shut down bodegas, did he? What more do I need to say to you? He is a racist. He is full of violence. He is full of hatred. And he is a very dangerous demagogue. Everything he and Pelosi and the Democrats say about Trump is who they actually are. It is sheer projection. I was kind of pleased this morning to wake up and see that the Jerusalem Post actually quoted me on Jews being used as a political football. I was also pleased to see that the New York Times linked me as the only other talk show host mentioned other than Rush Limbaugh as one of America's most influential, influential right-wing so-called talk shows in America. And yet, I'm being taken off the air at the end of this year. You think it's political? You think it might have some political angles to it? Savage. Trump Card is Dinesh D'Souza's most important film yet. It'll be available on video and on demand beginning October 9th. There is a new and dangerous socialist movement in America, and it is threatening our American way of life. Find out who's behind it and how to stop it. Trump Card, beating socialism, corruption, and the deep state. Look for it on all major platforms beginning October 9th. Don't miss Trump Card. This is not about President Trump. He will face the judgment of the voters. But he, he shows the need for us to create a process for future presidents. Throughout America's history, our leaders have created and strengthened guardrails 
in you the realize that she's insane and insanely and out of control of government that she needs to be crisis. removed from the speakership the immediately for the sake of the, of the nation for preserving stability if a president suffers she's unstable physical vicious mental problem and is on she has a mental problem unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office do you think she's discharging the powers power. and duties of the speakership being so crazy Putting forward the 25th Amendment rubric right now saying it's not about Trump. Seeks to strip President Trump of his powers. Well, we all know what it really is. Wise people have seen right through this. They're going to use it against Biden to get rid of him. To put in uh, the Pelosi puppet called Kamala Harris. Make no mistake about it. Harris is a puppet of the power structure that runs California. First, they stole the newspapers. They eliminated any opposition in the newspapers. See, once you control the press, you can then manipulate the morons. So you turn on the news. I've been only watching the local news here since the weather turned bad a few weeks ago. I was shocked to see the same people doing the news that I saw 25 years ago when I tuned out. I can't believe it. The same empty suits, the same empty skirts, the same lies, never showing you the perpetrator if they're not white, always implying white's bad, minority's good, always implying that it's either homophobic or anti-immigrant behind every crime in the state of California. One party system emerged as a result of no media opposition. The media is supposed to be, why do you think we were called the fourth estate? We're called the fourth estate because we were supposed to be the leveling item in the country right from the beginning. We're supposed to keep the politicians on both sides kind of in line. Let's put it to you that way. When they go over the line, we say, no, no, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Who was it who said a number of years ago the fourth estate has become the, 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 the fourth estate has become the fifth column? Who said that five or six years ago? Me. The fourth estate has become the fifth column. What was the fifth column? Study the Spanish uh, the Revolution under Franco, and you'll understand what the fifth column was. It was a fifth column of military who were really communists marching within the military ranks, and uh, they were called the fifth column of military. So there's no longer a fourth column except for a few talk shows and a few wonderful websites left in the country. That's about it. Are you going to tell me that Chris Wallace is the fourth estate? Chris Wallace is the lame estate. Chris Wallace occupies the smallest piece of real estate between his ears of anyone in the media. I used to think that uh, the 20-watt bulb on CNN was stupid. Chris Wallace is a very clever but very foolish man. Extremely foolish for what he is doing. People are watching. People are noting. People see that he's a propagandist. And they also know that he is a liar through and through. But let's not waste our time with uh, Meat Meatloaf Jr. Okay, let's forget Meatloaf Jr. He's just one of many. So I'm asking you today's question, what will America look like a year from now? And people are calling on it. Uh, well, a year from now, you won't hear me on the radio. Even though I'm one of the top talk show influencers in the country and have been for many, many years, the powers that run the radio stations whoever they may be, no matter what the uh, syndicate is, they don't want me to be heard on radio because they don't want this message to get out. 
all right, thank goodness today we have other avenues of expression, but they're all controlled by technocrats anyway. So I'm not so sure that podcasts will remain what they are today, a year from now. I'm really not sure. Look who controls podcasts. Why do you assume that those who control podcasts are going to permit freedom of speech on podcasts a year from now? Or you say, well, you can put it up on YouTube. Who, who owns YouTube? The same few who control the media to begin with. They own all of these outlets. So the age of the Stradivari violin will be over in radio very soon. You'll have one-string banjos making believe they're violins. And uh, that's what you deserve. You get the country that you deserve. Here's Pelosi mumbling through a mask, trying to take President Trump down on the big lie that he's mentally incompetent. And I, I try to do a show on Wednesday. I don't know if it really even got through because we didn't entitle it. It was how the Soviets used their own twisted version of psychiatry to suppress political dissent. They used the same tactics that Pelosi is trying to use. This should alarm everyone who has an education because if it's being used today to smear Trump, it will be used tomorrow to smear Biden to get rid of him. They don't see that, though. Many of them do not see further ahead than their own doxy. It's only the doxy that they see. You know, last night I went to dinner with two friends. I don't go out with many friends anymore. I, after a show, I, I like to be left alone. I basically don't have the time or the inclination to talk after I talk for a living. But um, I have two friends I went to dinner with in a small place I've been going to for many years. One of my friends is a very, very highly decorated combat veteran who I admired for 25 years, a hero to me. I won't go into details because I think he deserves his anonymity. My other friend is an attorney who has fought attorneys all his life. He has fought class action lawyers his whole life, mainly those who use the Holocaust to rob Germany of their money. And he's Jewish, by the way. His mother fled Hitler. His mother was Austrian and fled Hitler. I was astonished to learn from both men what they saw coming should the Pelosi machine take over this country through the front man called Biden. Both of them had a dark vision of what's coming in this country. They're not me. They're not talk show hosts. They're not in the media. One of them, whose mother fled Hitler, who was Jewish, I'll say it again so you don't miss that part of it, Cuomo. One of my friends who was Jewish, Cuomo, whose mother fled Hitler, Cuomo, says that men like you, Cuomo, and Pelosi are dictators, monsters, Mussolini-like, who will steal our freedoms. He is applying for citizenship in Austria. This is the irony. Here is a Jewish friend of mine in his 60s whose mother fled Hitler, who is applying for citizenship in Austria should the fascism he sees coming under the Pelosi machine arrive in this nation. My other friend fought against the communists in Vietnam, paratrooper, highly decorated, still carries shrapnel in his body from that war against the communists. He saw mass graves of men, women, and children whose hands were sticking out of the earth that were buried alive by the relatives of our Antifa of today, same type. The same type. They'd bury you alive if they could with your children in an, in an earthen grave. That's what he said to me. And he sees the same thing that my other friend sees. Are they all crazy and paranoid? Because we're told by good old Uncle Joe that everything will be well 
if we get rid of the evil dictator Donald Trump, who is everything evil incarnate on the planet? Well, I think I've made my point so often and, and, and so well that I'm not going to repeat myself anymore. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Frankly, it's, it's too horrible. It's too horrible to contemplate how evil these Cuomos and Pelosi's actually are. You know, there are Democrats who are not evil. They're evil. There's a difference between evil, malevolent, and let us say just ideologically liberal. These are dangerous people who will stop at nothing to crush their opponents and rob your freedoms. For years, they tried to get rid of me on the radio here in the San Francisco area. They tried their best. They tried everything under the sun, and they couldn't because the listenership kept growing, even this liberal community. Ask yourself why, when I started in radio in 1994, which was my third or fourth career, by the way, I was not a young man at the time. I think you don't understand this. I sound much younger than I am. I myself don't realize my own age. I'll be honest with you. I really don't. I, I honestly don't. But... When I started, it was my third or fourth career, and all of them were good careers, very successful, interesting careers. But after the age of 50, I went into talk radio quite by chance. And now it's 26 years later, and I can't believe it's 26 years later. You wake up and say, I can't believe where those years go. How did you make a name for yourself in the uber-liberal San Francisco area in talk radio, Michael? How? Because apparently there were a lot of oppressed people in the San Francisco area who saw the world the way I did and the way I do. They see the evil criminals who have destroyed this once beautiful state. This was once the most beautiful place on the planet. And these evil cockroaches have stolen the state itself. Do you remember them trying to build under governor, whatever his name was, Moonbeam? Remember him? Where, where's Moonbeam now? Jerry Brown, Moonbeamer? Remember Moonbeam's... Uh, drainage of the water out of the delta almost killing wanted to kill the delta of its fresh water and killing all of the all of the crops that grow there what about the uh, railroad to nowhere that's being built right now what about the railroad to nowhere that they're building a billions of dollars what about all those fake solar plants that produce not a kilowatt of electricity during the ash storms we've had in the state did you read about that in the nun newspaper run by Willie Brown, the Chronicle. You do know that solar, solar, solar farms can't work when the atmosphere is polluted. They, they don't work. You just can't get around it. That's like trying to turn a mouse into a horse. In other words, the solar plants are wonderful when they work, but they don't work when the sky is obliterated and the sun doesn't come through to activate the solar um, cells. Did anyone tell you that the solar cells don't work when the atmosphere is polluted? They didn't tell you that. Did that stop the gangs that run the state from stealing billions of dollars from more solar farms? It did not. So they steal and they rob and they lie and they vilify and they suppress their opponents. And that was in the good times. Can you imagine what will happen if they take over this country? You will not believe it because you'll wake up a year from now and say, who the hell was that guy in the radio who was babbling on about how bad they are and what they're going to do to this country if they win? What was his name again? Gee, I don't know. Savage.
All right, we're continuing my discussion uh, of what will America look like a year from now, and it's a very dark, 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 dismal picture. Anyone who sees it any other way is mentally, mentally uh, imbalanced because the spending, let's put aside political orientation for one second and put down the axes that both sides have for each other. The spending insanity has bankrupted the nation. It's certainly at this point undermined the value of the currency by a minimum of 15 to 20 percent by my crude estimation. So what happened this morning? President Trump, the non-fiscal conservative, says he now wants a bigger stimulus than the Democrats are offering. I, I said, what? Trump went on to Rush Limbaugh's radio show this morning and said he wants an even bigger stimulus than what the Democrats have offered so far, undercutting his own negotiators who had prepared a $1.8 trillion offer to bring to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi today. Trump said, I would like to see a bigger stimulus package, frankly, than either the Democrats or the Republicans are offering, Trump said on Limbaugh's show today. Now, how in the world can this country survive when both parties are bankrupting the nation in the same manner that King Ludwig II bankrupted Bavaria? It has happened to other nations. It's happening to us right in front of our eyes. What will America look like a year from now? You be the judge. Call the show and tell me what you think this nation will look like. Because I'm not optimistic at all. I'm purely pessimistic. How about you? The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is Rock and Roll Friday on the Savage Nation. This is not Twitter. This is not Facebook. This is a place where my stream of consciousness has prevailed for over a quarter of a century. And if God wills it, will prevail on podcasts and elsewhere come January. That's if I decide I even want to work anymore. I haven't told you that. I've told you that I may just do only a podcast. And many of you say, great, I only listen to you on a podcast. I gave up on radio a long time ago. The stream that comes out of the stations breaks up every five minutes. The ads are driving me crazy. And I'm looking forward to you only podcasting. I'm telling you, as I sit here right now, I may not work at all in this manner. I may, I may drop all social media, and I may not do a podcast, and I may disappear from the face of the earth. I haven't decided what I want to do. I have to talk to the higher power to get the answer. Because what I see coming in this nation does not indicate that freedom of speech will be very free. When I see gangsters, as I see now, running this state, 
with impunity, robbing it blind, wrecking the economies, destroying the cities, destroying the qualities of life in every city in the state of California, garbage, filth, burning out businesses, and getting away with it because there's no opposition in the media. I realize that I may not want to be one of the voices of opposition in the media when they take over this country if Trump should lose. With the fraudulent mail-in ballots out there, it doesn't really matter what we do. There's article after article after article of numerous ballots being mailed out to the same person, telling them to vote again and then go vote in person. There are reports of ballots uh, for Republicans being thrown into the garbage by your friendly little mailman. So what does the vote become under the Democrats? It's no better than that in El Salvador or Guatemala right now. And that, my friend, will be the model for America. That is the dire, dire image that my wise friends have for this country. They see a nation looking more and more like El Salvador than America. They see a nation looking more uh, like a nation run by drug gangs than the one that you see right now. You see, the neutralization of the police under the guise of being uh, anti-black or whatever they came up with was very, very clever on the part of the gangsters who were behind most of these movements. If you were in the illicit industries and the police were your only enemy, what would you do? You can't be stupid to be in those businesses. You have to be pretty smart. So who would you use to neutralize the police? You'd use anyone you could. Because once the police are neutralized, why then you can ply your trades in any way you want because the police won't or can't touch you. And of course, then you'll have the useful idiots screaming that it's about racial injustice and the police are all racists, etc. And then you'll have the morons who actually believe them, etc. and follow it down that line. So here we are. What will America look like a year from now is the question. And I've uh, given you my opinion and the opinion of two of my intelligent friends, really smart men. One is uh, a lawyer, Holocaust survivor. I mean, his mother was, fled Germany, fled Nazi Germany. And he is applying for Austrian citizenship. The very nation his mother fled under Hitler. He's applying to Austria to be a citizen under their new laws where you can claim citizenship if you're one of your parents fled because of racial oppression. And he's lived in America all his life. And he fears that if the left-wing gangs take over the country, he's going to have to flee the country. The other is a war hero, as I told you earlier. He fought the communists. And he said exactly what the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese did in Vietnam is being done here in America. At this stage, he said it's just an insurgency by Antifa and BLM. Those are his words. He's also a military historian, taught at West Point. He's a very bright man and a warrior, all-around great American, who sees things for what they are, and I'm trying to tell you what they see. Then I have another friend. Again, all of them will remain anonymous. This man once ran the number one conservative website in the world, which has since gone to the other side, and people are complaining about it. I still consider him a great friend. And he said to me, what do you think America will look like a year from now? I said, we will look back upon the Trump years if he loses as the greatest years in American history. He was stunned by the answer. I said, let me repeat it. I said, if Trump loses, 
one year from now, we will look back upon the Trump years as the last great and the greatest years in American history until a pandemic was released upon us by the Chinese. He was stunned by that. See, many of you are under the assumption that Trump is as evil as the vermin in the media say he is. Many of you are so gullible that you actually buy the line for, I'll give you a simple one where it's, it's not even debatable. Trump is, a, is an anti-Semite. How many times do I have to tell you? His daughter, the beautiful, talented, intelligent Ivanka married an Orthodox Jewish man. Trump's grandchildren are Jewish. How is that lost on the brains of the left, the, the liberals in this country, especially liberal Jews? How do they not understand this? Why? Because liberalism is a mental disorder. Ultimately, it is a mental disorder. Any extremism is a mental disorder, by the way, whatever it may be. It's not just liberalism. I mean, that was a great title that I published in 06, but it wasn't meant tongue-in-cheeky. It was meant real peaky. Liberalism is a mental disorder. Any ism is a mental disorder when carried to its extreme. But I remember when I wrote that book. I even have it in my hand. I just got it out. There I am in the flower of my years in radio and the picture of me is underneath the golden gate bridge and was you know it was photoshopped it was a nice cover really good cover who published this wow and I look at this book and i in his first two recent runaway best-selling books the savage nation and the enemy within radio sensation michael savage offered a scathing attack on the erosion of america's values now in the third installment of his bold and biting trilogy Savage who stands to the right of Russia and to the left of God. <laughs> that used to be my phrase, to the right of Russia and to the left of God. is still true, by the way. Offers provocative solutions to reclaim our social, political, and cultural sanity. Here's a sample dose of his caustic medicine. So I won't talk about Iraq's future or Madonna. They're, they're, right now it's irrelevant. I'll say, rousing the sleeping giant, I wrote, the 9-11 attack on America by the Islamo-fascists may eventually be seen as the turning point where America breaks free of the chains of socialist oppression. It was true for a while. <laughs> the ACLU, Savage said, the head of the snake is the American Civil Liberties Union, which fashions itself as the de facto fourth branch of government. And, st and other stuff is in there. I'm not trying to sell you a book. I'm trying to tell you that I've been at this game a long time, and I've seen the, uh, let us say, the disease metastasize. The doctor is in and the diagnosis is clear. Liberalism is a mental disorder, which is why my last big political book was written, published three weeks ago, called Our Fight for America. The war not only continues, the war has just begun. And if Trump loses, you'll understand what I've been trying to do for you. You know, in chapter nine, I have a chapter called The Phony Moderate, where I say we're all socialists now. And I said, socialism came to America silently, riding a serious but far from terrifying virus called SARS-CoV-2, which causes COVID-19, popularly known as the coronavirus. Socialism came in through the back door, and suddenly the federal government was spending $2 trillion on handouts for everybody. But even this wasn't good enough for Nancy Pelosi, who slow walked the bill through the House once it passed in the Senate. The bill was originally proposed to $1 trillion, ballooned up to $2 trillion during the compromise period. Everybody got everything they wanted. And then I wake up this morning. I just saw this article before the break of the last show. I almost fell out of my chair. I said, am I reading this right? What? 
Trump went on Limbaugh's show earlier today, and he now says he wants a bigger stimulus than the Democrats are offering. I said, is this a real story? I saw it on Newsmax. Newsmax is a conservative site. The owner is Chris Ruddy, who's a great friend of the president. But his website tends to cover stories from you know all sides, to be honest with you. So I said, the headline says Trump says he now wants bigger stimulus than Democrats offering. So it's not in Salon. It's on Newsmax. So listen to the story. He says, I would like to see a bigger stimulus package, frankly, than either the Democrats or the Republicans are offering, Trump said on Limbaugh's radio program, saying he's going, quote, in the exact opposite direction from his earlier stances. Now, as he said that, Mnuchin was heading into talks with Pelosi, carrying a White House offer of $1.8 trillion for economic stimulus. Pelosi wanted $2.2 trillion to make sure that her friends are paid off. She dropped it down from $3.4 trillion to two point two. But, you know, $400 billion is still a lot of uh, uh, gelt to, to, to throw to the smelt. You know, you go from one eight to two two. there's $400 million in there. There's a lot of gelt for the smelt. So Trump says to Limbaugh, I'm telling you something. I don't tell anybody else because maybe it helps or maybe it hurts negotiations. I would like to see a bigger package, unquote. It's an about face by Trump who said Tuesday he was pulling out of the pandemic relief talks. That's what he said Tuesday. And it comes with the election three weeks away and polls showing him trailing uh, the hologram in the basement, Joe Biden. Stocks had climbed to session highs on Friday on the first reports of the White House upping its offer on Corona. You see, stocks are emotional and the stock market is run by gangsters, as you well know. And the gangsters like government spending because they know that the grift comes floating down to them. The biggest gainers on a, on a spend like this are the, the vermin who run the stock market. So they want more. They would like more money spent. You know, all the hedge fund operators, maybe the worst people on the planet run hedge funds. They've taken over so many companies and gutted them and destroyed them that it would take 10 textbooks to explain to you why America's dying. It's called unadulterated greed and larceny. But I don't have time for this right now. Several books ago, I explained how they destroyed the uptick rule. I forget which book it was in that I wrote about it. And the original controls in the stock market were put in after the crash of 29 to prevent crazy speculation of the type now that defines the stock market. You see, crazy speculation was what destroyed America before and led to the Great Depression. So after America came out of the Great Depression, the wiser leaders, the better leaders than we have now, introduce controls on the gangsters who run Wall Street, and they put in things like the uptick rule and others to control wild speculation so stocks wouldn't be valued beyond what they're actually worth. Well, I remember the day that these rules were taken down. Do you know who originally removed them? I'll never forget it. Certain things I remember. It was... Um, Bill Clinton's Treasury Secretary, a man named Rubin. Oh, yeah, used to be at Goldman Sachs, wonderful company. Everyone comes from Goldman, Goldman Sachs and then runs America's economy. I like that, too. I think that's great, which is actually a good note, which I'll tell you about in a minute. It's actually a decent note uh, because it doesn't matter which party wins. Goldman Sachs still runs America. Yeah, that's right. It's the United States of Goldman Sachs, USGS. It's not the US of A, it's the US of GS. It doesn't matter which party wins, it's someone from Goldman Sachs will be Treasury Secretary. 
But again, I, I don't want to get too distracted. So going back to the Clinton years, Ruben, the fly fisherman, they all have such great PR agents. PR agent came up with, what do you like, Bob? Oh, I like fly fishing. Okay, we'll make you known as the fly fisherman. And every picture was of him in wading boots, out in a stream, uh, fishing for trout. But he didn't fish for trout. He had much bigger game in mind. He fished for the U.S. economy. And boy, did he land the big whale. Savage. All right, then we have, you know, we the people are really lost right now. We want to vote for Trump. We support Trump. He goes on the Limbaugh show and he says that he wants more money spent than uh, Pelosi wants. I said, where does it leave you? So I just got an email from a business associate who's very smart. And he said, Michael, I told you in May that Trump would be Santa Claus to win, free everything. He'll give everything to everybody. He'll just print money in order to get reelected. And he said the stock market will rise because that's all he has to brag about. That's what he said. So I have to be like my other friends in the media who are good, solid American citizens and conservatives who try to give you all sides of the story as best we can. Tell me who we should hold on to here. Which way do we turn? Then we have the Michigan governor kidnapping plot. And we're being told by the vermin in the media, like Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer, Fox News, that it's all uh, Proud Boys, conservatives, right-wingers. Trump himself is behind it. And yet the person behind it is seen in a video with an, antifa, with, excuse me, with an anarchist sign behind him, and, he's, and he hates Trump. The alleged ringleader of the Michigan governor kidnapping plot hates Trump. He called him an enemy. And yet Governor Whitmer, the lying fascist, says it's the White House behind it. The, holoca- the, the hologram in a basement, the hologram in a basement, Joe lying Biden, says it's Trump and it's right-wingers. It's the Ku Klux Klan. That's Biden. He says it's Trump's tweets and comments that encourage Whitmer's accused would-be kidnappers. Again, the big lie. I have not seen a nation living through such intense propaganda in all of my study of history since the horrendous days of the Third Reich. The liberal media, if you want to call it that, is anything but. It's not liberal and it's not the media. It's a nonstop propaganda outlet for everything anti-American, anti-family, anti-God, anti-man, anti-woman, anti-soldier, anti-police, anti-flag, anti-Jesus. They are the devil themselves. Savage. Did you concede then that the president has not met the threshold for invoking the 25th Amendment? Well, I I don't understand the question. Well, would you concede that the president has not met the threshold for invoking the 25th Amendment? That's not for us to decide. She says the president's crazy, and she says we need to create a commission that seeks to strip the president of his powers, but not Trump. It's for all presidents. Of course, you could argue, as people are, that it's aimed for removal of uh, the removal of Biden in order to put her in power through her puppet, uh, Kamala. But putting that aside, so she's doing exactly what I warned you about that was done in the ex-Soviet Union, but she is so vicious. She is so hard-locked on her own vicious power madness. 
she does not even see that she has become her worst enemy and the worst enemy of America, the worst enemy of freedom. And yet the herd stupidity is so great in liberal San Francisco and in other denizens of foolishness, they don't even understand that what Pelosi is doing by throwing around and bandying about the 25th Amendment to remove a president, she is doing exactly what I told you about today was done in the ex-Soviet Union to people they didn't agree with politically. Avinu Malkainu, our Lord, our King, God in heaven is looking down upon us. I don't know whether he's left the theater is what it comes down to. Maybe America turned their backs on God. It's Friday and we'll go into the spiritual bit a little here. Is it that America turned its back on God and the perverts took over the country? The most deviant, sick people on the planet. Forget about power madness. That's always been in, in politics. I am talking about outright mentally ill people are now running things in this country, brainwashing our children in the most perverse, deviant activities you could ever imagine. It started in California, but it will not end in California. The brainwashing of our poor little children, having cross-dressers come in and teach them about morality. Can you believe what's going on in the state? Well, you better believe it because it's coming to a state near you if Trump loses. Now, I realize this is the third rail of radio to even criticize that element of our society. They are so powerful. But hey, what the heck? How many Rock and Roll Fridays are there left in your life? Count them on two, on two hands. If you can do that, you're a lucky man. All right, with God's will and your listenership, you will listen to the podcast to catch every drop of my wit and wisdom today. And the podcast is found on michaelsavage.com and wherever great podcasts are heard. God bless America and thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 